broadcast it's going to be a good one today we're talking about not giving up it's going to be such a great word so make sure that you do take the time to share it it's going to be fun but until we hit into the word fridays are good days it's nailed it or failed it days mm -hmm. it's what's that thing day it's a prayer day it's going to be so much fun and we're excited to have you with us and make sure to comment because the hundredth yes. commenter gets a gift card on us so let us know where you're watching from and say hello and and if you don't it's weird so we we yeah. just we want to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> um buddy says it's going to be a construsive day Construsive is the word that was just invented yes. here during our opening. But I was trying to think of the word conducive, which I'm pretty sure is a word. It and is. if you know what it means, I would like to know the definition of it too. <laughs> Kelly yes. says, good morning, Lunch Plus fam. Becca says, hello. Hi. Kevin says, good morning. You say, hola. Hola. Hannah Sittler says, sneaker. Um, or tennis shoe, if you're from the South. They don't say sneakers down here. Uh, Buddy says, socks. Socks. She gave... The tennis shoe to the socks. Aw, that was so nice of her. That, that nice. way your feet aren't just in like <laughs> socks and stuff. Side note, is it cold where you are right now? Like, are you chilly? Kelly says prayer night from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. tonight oh, at the river. awesome. I saw that. That's awesome. You're going to have so much fun, Kel. Marky says hello. Ooh, my, bu my buddy, my buddy, my husband. <laughs> my buddy. <laughs> my buddy. My buddy. He gave me the definition of conducive, <laughs> making a certain situation or outcome likely or possible. Did you shout no? <laughs> so my buddy is a legitimate commercial from the 80s of like a doll that they used to sell, like called oh. the My Buddy doll. And it's it's a whole thing. And as soon as I started singing, Buddy's like, no. 
and then covered his mouth because he realized it was it was out loud. <laughs> okay, so here's what we want to do. We're going to put up a question on the screen. We want you to answer along with us so that way we can find out more about you, you can find out more about us, and we can hang out. George says, how come you guys aren't cold? I actually am a little chilly today. That's yes. because the heat wasn't on in the foyer for hours, <laughs> and I didn't realize it until 9.30. Um Marky says, I love prayer night at the river. The last river prayer night I was at, Pastor Adonica wrapped in the spirit. That's cool. Pastor Nicole, if you want to pick up that anointing, I would be okay with that. If you choose to wrap the next time we do prayer night, I'm great. That would be great. <laughs> Kevin says, it is cold at the Rowan County landfill. I bet that would be chilly. And then George says, I remember that commercial. And then George says, you guys should have snowball fights. Okay. Yes. Yep. Amen. Question number one. <laughs> I would have a snowball fight if I could. Ooh, Marky, this is a fun one. What iconic landmark would you like to That's see? That's a good one. This is, this is a very Barrett-type question. It was, it was my question. Oh, it, Serena, <laughs> good question. I would like to travel. I'm going to travel. It's just... Pastor Cole said her rapping the spirit would definitely be, be Holy, Holy Spirit. spirit. <laughs> I would love to watch Pastor Cole rap. Um, but he says, do you not see all the snow behind you? We need gloves for snowball fight. It's true. My gloves are in my purse. I'm not prepared. Um, okay, iconic landmark. So not national parky type stuff. Landmark. Is, well, because I initially thought Grand Canyon. That would have been my answer, but we got to visit there recently. But that's also a national park. It is a park. So Landmark would be like Mount Rushmore. That could be a landmark. Uh, or like the Eiffel Tower. Mm -hmm. What are other landmarks? Statue of Liberty. Oh. There's historical sites and historical... I mean, you can put landmarks if Mount you... Mount Everest. Ooh. That's a good one, Greg. Greg. They have really cool helicopter tours, so you don't actually have to climb it. That is the way like to go. Mm -hmm. I love that George says, wash DC. Washington. Not Washington. He's just giving you an instruction. Go wash it right now. Go wash <laughs> the District of Columbia. But he said the Great Ooh, Barrier Reef. That's a good one. That's fun. Um, Johnny says the Leaning Tower. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting choice. Hannah says the White House. I've been there. Oh, I haven't I been, been in. George had friends who like worked there and could have, but it was like a crazy day when we went, uh, so we didn't get to go inside. Yeah. Um... Um, George says Everest is a good one. Kevin says Calvary in Jerusalem. Thank you for bringing in Israel because I had almost forgotten. I went like the U.S. route, but Israel is a that solid be a decision. Good one. Ooh, George, you want to go to the Bermuda Triangle? Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? That was one of the things growing up. I was like, I must solve this. Yeah. Why does this happen? It was very important. I, I did to me. the same. Uh -huh. As a side note, George. I don't feel like that's your answer. George is my husband, so this is wife talking to husband. Where is Titanic? That is an iconic landmark. That's your number one destination spot. Mm -hmm. How did Bermuda try and... There it goes. I, he, he put it in as there. I started chatting. Titanic. Um, and Abby, I was thinking she would maybe say the moon. Same. Yeah. Same. That's, all, that's George's second answer. That's what, yep. Um... Jan, Mama Jan says go across Canada on Ooh. train. That all would right. be fun. Uh, Becca says the Statue of Liberty, and then Becca also says Grand Canyon, and then Buddy says George has Jesus, he'll be fine. <laughs> I forgot why that comment came in. I'm like, I still don't know. It's funny because you're assassinating the Bermuda Triangle, I and that he wouldn't now. disappear. <laughs> I was just laughing. Like I was like, what? What an encouragement, Buddy! Like 
George has Jesus, he'll be fine. <laughs> Amen. On the Titanic? Becca <laughs> says Niagara Falls. And Abby says, does the moon count as an iconic landmark? Yes, I would say so. I think so. Uh, George says, I had Titanic in there well before you said it. Thank you very much. George has been sassy today. Is that? His, oh my goodness, he's been funny. Kevin says, the Orient Express. Okay. Becca says, if the moon counts, I want to go. Um, if I had landmark. to choose, the Mount Everest, I think, would be really cool. Because they have this like luxury hotel on the mountain, and then you can take the helico heller helicopter. Oh, the helicopter. <laughs> the helicopter <laughs> ride. <laughs> and it would just be a lot of fun and really cozy, and then I can come back to North Carolina and be warm. I want to ask you a question on behalf of your husband, because he put it in publicly. He says, Serena, has your default been <laughs> to laugh at my jokes, even though you don't see no. how they're funny? No. <laughs> but 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 little bit? <laughs> Is that why you're not making comment eye contact? <laughs> I never thought about it. <laughs> I just love him. <laughs> but he's like ducking under the TV. He's like, I didn't think about it until you laughed right there. <laughs> We're gonna move on. George said the moon is safe, Marky. People have landed there and have come back. And then Kevin says, I think I might be with Buddy on the Great Barrier Reef. Kevin and his scuba gear, for sure. Yep, Oh, oh, crab trees. I love the crab trees. Y'all, the crab trees made me laugh so hard yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, my immediate answer was Rushmore, because that was the first iconic, like, site that popped into my head. Yep. And George really wants to go to Mount Rushmore. Okay. I feel like I have another actual answer that's more genuine Barrett, but the first thing that popped in my head was Mount Rushmore, and I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with it. George, in all caps, says, who wants to go to a nice hotel on Everest? It's Everest, you have to camp. Um, if that's the case, I will absolutely go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> go see the Hawaiian Volcano yep. National Park. Um, I'm gonna let you know, George, I would go to the hotel on Mount Everest. So Serena and I can go hang there and you and Buddy can go camping. And Buddy, Buddy says, says no. no. <laughs> you can go camping. <laughs> you and I'm sure Johnny would go with you yep. for sure. <laughs> oh, Johnny said Northern Lights. Wait, I don't know where Johnny said it, but Becca said Northern Lights. Up yes, above Johnny. George's yelling. Yes. <laughs> above George's yelling. Ooh, George, Greg will go camping with you. Greg yes. was like, George, yes. So, okay, you, got you and Greg, you get to go camping. Serena and I are gonna enjoy the hotel. It's gonna be great. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill says, only landmark I want to see is Galaxy's Edge or Legoland. <laughs> or Legoland. Honestly, Galaxy's yeah. Edge is a quest to get into unto itself, is what I hear. Okay, question number two. Don't, ooh, another fun if, one. Was this you too? It was. Serena's are fun. If I like you could Serena's. have any exotic. Here's our two. Okay. <laughs> Here's our two. If you could I just have like any exotic words. Exotic pet. With, exotic. If you could have any exotic pet, guys, which would it be? I'm just trying to make up words today. Oh, the exotic of the pets. <laughs> um, okay, exotic pets. Uh, Hannah Sittler immediately Bat. said fox. It could be like a dog, but a fox. And then Buddy says hedgehogs are considered exotic. True. Buddy has wanted a hedgehog for quite a while. Who was it that had the, was it you? Did you put the meme up of the hedgehog this week? Was yeah. Was that you guys? Okay. The, taking the x-ray. Did you enjoy it? Did you think it was cute, buddy? The hedgehog? It was a little bit scary. It was scary looking. <laughs> Marky says, I started to say turkey, but that doesn't make sense. 
Uh, hold on. George said alligator or crocodile. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, I think Becca said tiger, the white one. Abby oh, said so elephant. Bad. Kelly says dolphin or elephant. Johnny says spider monkey. Bill says lion. Hannah is laughing at Marky. Nana, Nanny Jan says sloth. Greg says porcupine. porcupine. Friendly but fiercely independent and capable of self-defense. How would you interact with a porcupine is my question. Yeah, and what happens if you're the one that startles the porcupine at 3 in the morning when you go to the bathroom and it's not prepared for you? Then you're quilled and that's not exciting. But maybe, no, I was going to say maybe you could dequill it, but I feel like that would also be scary. That would be like a hedgehog. <laughs> but a hedgehog also has the spiky things. But they're little. they teeny tiny. <laughs> Joni says a dog. Because in Joni world, that's exotic. Although, have you ever looked up, like, exotic-y type dogs? Like, George no. and I watched a while ago the biggest dogs in the world, and, like, they're weird-looking ones. So if they're, it's like a weirdo dog, then sure. Is that the kind you want, Joni? Do you want a weirdo one? <laughs> <laughs> Becca says Miley wants a hedgehog. If it's Sonic the Hedgehog... <laughs> Margie says maybe a bobcat. I've always wanted to touch them. Is that the second to last wild animal you've seen, Marky? <laughs> I don't touch him. <laughs> Kevin says by exotic, does that mean you can fatten him up and eat them? Usually, I don't think you eat pets, but if that's what you want to do. I <laughs> love Marky. <laughs> um, George has an answer for you, Barrett. He says we wouldn't feed the croc ourselves. We would keep it in our castle moat. I'm still going to get back to it. I'm not done. <laughs> Kevin says moose. Uh, and then Kevin says bull. Then Kevin says elk. elk. And then Abby says, oh, my goodness, the Arctic cats that look like kittens at the zoo. Um, okay. So George sent me a video yesterday that he found of, I don't know if it was an alligator or crocodile, it was one of them. And they had like this device that like feeds the alligator, so it had like a, a fish on the end of the hook of a crane, and it's like way out in the water, held up high, that it's at least like, at least nine feet above the water. Mm -hmm. And all you see in slow-mo is the alligator coming up, standing upright, and then pushing itself up on its tail. So it's not even its feet, it's like balancing on its tail and grabbing it, and then like slowly coming back down. And both George and I were like, who knew that crocodiles could just wow. make themselves stand <laughs> upright with their tails? I do not want that near my house. Nope. Um, Okay, Joni says, never mind a wolf. Oh. It's technically in the dog-ish type category. Sure. Kevin says, a boar. Ooh, those are scary. Um, a good self-defense for your house, though, yep. for sure. Uh, Bill says, snow leopard. All right. Kevin says, Kodiak bear. I, if it was safe, like, if I could train it to love me forever and it would never get angry true. and it would always be, like, my happy animal, then a polar bear. I'd want a polar bear. A, a cuddly, friendly polar bear. A cuddly, friendly polar bear. If it would be happy. Otherwise, we would have a moat and I would have a sea turtle. <laughs> really depends. <laughs> Okay, this has been Family Chat. We are going to hop into Nailed It or Failed It with Buddy and Marky. Find out what Buddy found on the internet today, and we'll see you right there.
transition was uncomfortably uncomfortably long for you. It's Marky's fault. Guys, oh, no, we reached our hundredth comment. It's your fault. I forgot to, you know, put my mic on, you know, when when we were getting ready to go into the segment. So it's fine. He did it really fast though. Yeah, you I forgot to I forgot to put my microphone on. All right. Well, guys, we also reached our hundredth commenter, Miss Jan Cheryl. Congratulations! You are our hundredth commenter. You can claim your gift at what'srite.com/gift because you want a gift card. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for nailed it or failed it. Are you excited? Are you super uh, de duperty ready? I couldn't think of the next word that I was going to say, so I had to add some filler before I said ready. <laughs> I'm super de-duperty ready. I couldn't think of the word ready, so I had to add a de-duperty so that my brain could catch up with my words. <laughs> Basically, here's what we're doing. I found some videos on the internet. Are you, are you making, are you mimicking me? When I went basic. I found some videos on the internet of people doing potentially awesome things. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And you have to guess. We start the clip, we cut it off halfway through, and you have to guess whether the person in the clip nailed it or failed it. Kevin says, hey buddy, are you gonna fact that bus up? Fact that bus up. Oh, cause I ran over I understand now. No. All right. Let's put, start with our first video of the day. We got our first video for nailed it. I love that people. Come back all this morning. <laughs> Did you see you? With That's me? true. Okay. Right, we got this guy. He's been that was, snowboarding. That was eventful. That was not eventful <laughs> at all. That was not eventful. <laughs> all right, guys, put your guess in the comments. Hannah says nailed it. Uh, nailed it or failed what's it. That blue thing. Down. Do you not know, or can I, you just not say? No, I just, you don't I know. honestly don't know. Uh, um, Serena says, fail. She doesn't even say fail, she fail. Hmm, I, I feel like it's just a little bit boring. So maybe maybe it needs to be li livened up by, mm. okay, is it gonna be livened up by something amazing or something really boring? That's the point. Um, I'm gonna say really boring. No, I mean, I mean bad. Not, I'm gonna You're say saying, nailed, failed it. <laughs> it's not, it's not boring or exciting. It's nailed it or failed it. I'm gonna say it failed it. I'm okay. gonna say it failed it. Johnny says nailed it. Uh, Miss Jan says nailed it. Greg says failed it. <laughs> Kevin, Bill says nailed Kevin it. Kevin said Meredith. He meant to say nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's close, Siri. Yeah, it's close. Uh, <coughs> Pastor Nicole says, looks uneventful thus far, fail. All right. <laughs> Bill said, I just go opposite whatever my wife says. That'll, that'll make it fun. All right. Let's find out, did he nail it or fail it? Failed it. Yeah, Pastor Nicole said, looks uneventful thus far. Fail. Oh, my! How do you not remember the blue thing? I blue remember thing. the blue thing, but what the I heck is it? I said, I honestly don't know what that is. Oh, and I still don't know I what that is. I thought you just did, didn't even remember it. No, I remembered it. <laughs> the sound that it makes. <laughs> I know, that's what makes it. <laughs> 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 uh, oh my I god. I didn't add that. No, that was in the actual video. That's the actual <laughs> Man, it must have been loud for them to catch it with a phone over there. I know. Uh, wow. See, that was enjoyable. That All was. Right. It got good. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> Good job. That video sufficiently entertained me. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> All right, next video. Okay. After. 
Nailed it or failed it? Guys, what do you think is about to happen? Um, uh, Bill said he nailed it all right. <laughs> that's <laughs> true, Bill. That, that is true. I'm going to say nailed it. Because he's like moving around a lot. And I feel like he's trying to do all these kind of tricksy things. And he's just going to like hit someone or you know, something. You know when they do that, it picks I don't know anything about that. But, okay. you know, I'm just going to say that he's going to hit someone. Okay. <laughs> Serena says failed. Barrett says mailed. Greg <laughs> says Meredith. <laughs> so that means nailed it, right? Nailed it. All right. All right, guys. Did he Meredith or fail it? Put your answer in the comments. Kevin says failed. Oh, no. Kevin says nailed it. Johnny says failed. Dan says failed. A lot of fails and only one or two Merediths. All right. What do you think? I think nailed. I think failed it. You said nailed it. I need to get my words right. I think failed it. Let's play the full clip. Did he nail it or fail it? Oh, yeah. yeah. I said he was going to hit someone. He technically did. He just hit himself. Yeah. He just hit himself. Here, let's play that one more time. I want to see. I want to see the slow mo. All right. So like, there's two ones. There's the fast one, and then the next one. All right. Look at this. He like. How did uh, he hit himself in the face? Oh my god. Just so you know, he's fine. I'm sure. See, I probably. said he was moving around a lot. He yeah. was. See, yeah. I did no thing. Then he got hit in the face yeah, with his he own did. surfboard. Yeah. All right. We got one more video for you today. Let's put it up on the A little bit behind you. Okay. Woo! All right. Nailed it or failed it. How I just heard. that smoothly going up from the bottom to the... A little bit behind you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so effortless to go in from water to land. <laughs> I mean... See what I mean? Like it's it's not like, like a sled, I it's guess. It's not like hitting, like, it's the, it's just, okay, sure. Nailed it or failed it? Breaking. I say <laughs> nailed it, because that was nailed. really cool. You say nailed it? All right. Uh, we, ha we have, uh, Barrett says Meredith. Greg says Meredith. Ke Kelly says failed it. Johnny says nailed it. Karina mm. said Meredith. Oh, I just see that now. I thought that was okay. the last one. So nailed it, I mean, Meredith mm. is nailed it. Yep, that's what that means. Bill says, nailed it. Joni says, oh, this looks fun. <laughs> Fashion Nicole, she probably didn't say it in that tone. That's how I read the comments. Fashion Nicole says, nail. All right, well, with all these in the comments, let's find out they nail it or fail it. Look how smooth it is. It's effortless. Seamless. Yeah, it's like sweating, but on Whoa, whoa. Right oh my god. Look at oh that. Oh and what? I'm I'm gonna say that's a nail that he like flew there at Interesting. The so you're like passing you know, that Mario Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just throw a banana peel right out there in the middle. That <laughs> Mario Kart thing. <laughs> Look how fast they're flying. Yeah. That's the light. Yeah. He like launched there at the end. Like he hit the water and. And he stayed in the kayak. He got. He like went under, but then out again. Yep. Like, that was cool. That was cool. Whatever that was. Is that like a drain? 
Like, yeah, didn't... they were literally going down a drain. Oh, that's weird. All okay. right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for Nailed It or Failed It. Now we're moving on to prayer. We'll see you in just one <laughs> With second. Mickey Mouse. Bye. <laughs> Tuesday and Friday where we get to pray with you. We get to stop everything, take a moment, and just love on the Lord, focus on the Lord, and intentionally spend time with Him, intentionally invite Him into the day, and focus on Him. I'd like to start out with confessions for today, and then we'll get into a minute of prayer. Let's put our first confession up on the screen, and let's say it together, because when you confess the Word of God, things change. Mountains move when you confess the Word of God. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Let's go to our next confession. The struggle is over. The struggle is not real. The struggle is over. And our last confession. It's our year of multiplied increase. So as we pray today, let's come from that angle of it's our year of multiplied increase. Everything that we've seen thus far is going to increase exponentially. Everything is going to go higher and better than what you've seen so far because that's the way that God works. He only increases and it's our year of multiplied increase. So let's take a moment to pray. Thank you, Lord, that it's our year of multiplied increase. Thank you, Lord, for every viewer today. Thank you for this day. Thank you that it's Friday, that I can wake up and be alive today. Thank you for this day. Lord, I don't under-esteem being alive. I don't under-esteem this ability to be in your kingdom, to work for your kingdom, to be a minister of the gospel. Lord, thank you for every person that is a minister of the gospel watching today. Lord, I ask for your exponential increase in their life today, for blessing them, blessing them in every way, blessing them with peace, Blessing them with your presence, blessing their finances, any bit of sickness, for sickness to be gone in their home. We don't put up with any sickness. We don't put up with even a sniffle. Anything, any sickness is an attack on who you've called us to be and you've called us healed. We are the healed of the Lord. We don't put up with anything that is not our portion. We don't put up with not having peace. We don't put up with not having joy. Joy is our portion, and today we receive it. Today we walk into joy. Today we walk into easy and light. Just put that in the comments. Today I walk into easy and light. Today I walk into rest. I don't have to strive for it. I rest in God. I rest in Him. I receive Him. Lord, Holy Spirit, we receive you. We love you. Holy Spirit, we need you. We can't do this without you. We can't do our day without you. 
We don't want to spend even a moment without you. Thank you, Lord, that you're with us every second. You're always with us. We acknowledge you and we thank you for being with us every moment of the day. And thank you for what you're doing today. Today is going to be a life-changing day. I receive that for me. In Jesus' name, I receive today is a life-changing day. I receive today the word that's coming in just a few moments. I receive that it's going to change me. This word is not just for someone else, not just for my neighbor. This word is for me. I'm receiving today. Put that in the comments. I'm receiving today because that's how good God is. That's who he is. He wants us to receive every single day. He doesn't want us to go a moment without receiving from him. So Lord, what you have for me, Iris, what you have for us, we receive. We receive good things today. Today is a day of good things. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out on us. We expect to receive today. We expect to receive in the word today and even after the broadcast. When the broadcast ends, when the broadcast ends, I don't stop receiving. I continue to receive because I was made for fellowship. I was made for a relationship with the Lord. We were made for fellowship. We were made for a relationship with the Lord. So let's receive that today in Jesus' name. Now it is time for what is that thing? We're going to go into one last segment. We're going to have joy and fun, and then we're going into the Word. It's going to be great. So we'll see you in just a second. pixelated the next one is slightly less and then the third one is the actual image and we need your help guessing what the images are so we're just gonna hop right in I'm excited as as a side note I'm not being rude I'm putting my watch on do not disturb because my husband is is enjoying sending me lots of memes right now <laughs> so that's what that is and I want you to think I was just Typing on my watch. <laughs> Meme time with George. Meme time hi, with George. Hi, George. He says hi. Abby. Hi, Abby. <laughs> I love you, George. All right, let's go into our first image of the day. And this is, what is that animal? The kidoki then. Um, Marky says meerkat. And then, <laughs> she meant bobcat. <laughs> then she meant bobcat. Uh, slightly different things, but we'll continue. As a side note, Serena says, can we have a memes with George? Guys, I would love that. George is prepared to do it at any point in time. He has literally, probably easily 100 memes just saved on his phone waiting to send out. So, That's amazing. Let's so do we it. Sure could. Let's, let's plan on it. Okay, but back, uh, back, but back to yep, that's right. Back to yep, that's real. 
or whatever we're on. Um, I, I, so I feel like that's a head and then a body kind of uh -huh. going down, and it's like two eyes and some ears. So that could be anything. Also, I feel like there's a waterfall behind it at this moment. Yeah, or like a lake, like a pond or something. I All I see right now is a pixelated Minecraft owl, and I don't think that's what it is. <laughs> all I see is a pixelated hyena. All I see is when? Hyena. Um, oh. Serena, or Serena. Hannah says squirrel. Serena says <gasps> fox. Johnny also says fox. Johnny says bunny, squirrel. Marky says lion by a waterfall. Uh, um, squirrel or chipmunk? I, I like that Marquis oh. is basically like a, the title of a painting. Lion by a waterfall. <laughs> That's true. George says, is it a crocodile? Buddy said, well, it's definitely not a capybara. Um, sure. Because I did overhear he was going to put that in today, but he didn't. I can tell you right now that unless Buddy had put that, that word in the comments, it would not have been anywhere near nope. my brain. <laughs> nope. Nope, not. All right, let's see our next image. Let's see. Um, owl. Oh, oh, is it an a tiger? Owl? No, it looks like a tiger, like a Bengal tiger. Or a squirrel laying down, like posed for an image. Or a chipmunk. Buddy's saying I'm enjoying this, which leads me to believe it's none of them. <laughs> it looks like a chipmunk laying down like the sphinx. Can I, see that? <laughs> I can now that you're describing it more. I couldn't before. Um, uh. I... I'm going with chipmunk. I don't know, rabbit? Even though I feel like it definitely looks like a tiger. It's either a tiger or a chipmunk, which I know are two the very same. different Very close. <laughs> George says, you know what else it's not, buddy? The moon. I can play this game too. Um, George Aww. is so sassy. Everyone else is saying chipmunk. Okay. Greg says chipmunk by a lake. Let's see <laughs> what it is. What? I'm okay, no one got that. No oh, one. George said it's a gerbil oh, or hamster. It's basically the same thing. They're right rodents. Before. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a lake in the background. I want to hope that we were all right with that. And the thing that <laughs> technically was like sprawling is its tail. So, I mean, you had that what? in theory, right? Like, it's it's still spread Not out. It's like whole entire body. But it's okay. Marky says, is it just me or did the waterfall get blurrier? It did. <laughs> it did. It did. The, the, the more we unpixelated it, the blurrier it got. Serena says, look at it holding its hands. That's really cute. Okay, next. Okay. That, that is cute. Uh, this looks skunk. just like a skunk. Skunk? With its tail straight up. Yup, um, sure does. That's dangerous. Or a black bear from afar. But skunk <laughs> up close. Or a cat. Or a uh, Black Panther, <laughs> or anything else. <laughs> uh, Serena says, or a panther. Oh, I like that this has turned into Abby and I just list animals. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank you, buddy. He says, hint, this too is not a capybara. Thank you. I'm Thank going you. to assume that anytime Buddy doesn't put that, that it is a capybara. That it is. For sure. Hannah said the mouse back there was praying. That's really cute. He looked like it. Joni says, if we were close based off of cuteness, do we still win? Because I think we should still win. Because <laughs> she had put a bunny. Aww. And then Kelly says, in case it's not a skunk, a monkey? Oh, oh with like oh. a little tail up there? Uh, maybe I should go with a monkey. Kevin says, that's a polecat. <laughs> that's a skunk. Oh. Uh, for the... For the people who don't understand. I didn't understand. That's, that's, it's like, yeah, I won't explain it. It's a skunk. Okay. Okay, next <laughs> image. Greg says skunk by a tree. <gasps> um, I'm going to go with monkey. I'm going to say bear. Bear. 
Sure. Uh, that is a very. I long think it's tail. a tree behind it. I don't think it's a tail. I think it's a tree. Okay. Okay. I pixelated like right pixelated. below that first black see, thing. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Hannah says sloth. Let's uh, let's see. Becca I... also says black bear. Becca. All right. So we've got some guesses. Let's see what it actually is, because I'm lost. No, nope. oh, skunk. Way to go, buddy. Okay. So we were right. Does we were right count? at the beginning. We just thought it was too obvious. Does that count? I, I like, know. yeah, because Buddy's like, I'm so glad y'all were trying to get into my Aww. head and question this very obvious skunk. Thank you, Buddy. <gasps> I like that it's mixed <laughs> to flowers, though. It is it's, nice. It's like um, Bambi. It's I like Flower. the little cotton ball thing up by its tail. It's like, ah, oh, look at look at this. Is that part of it? I don't think so. Oh, it's cute. Maybe it is, but <laughs> I don't think so. <gasps> All right, next image. <laughs> A uh, tree. A uh, tree. A very large bonsai tree. Tree frog. Um. Uh, praying mantis. Uh, green. A turtle. I'm just listing the green yeah. animals. Yeah. I. I'm Cricket. Gonna say a toad. Uh, centipede. Toad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to be looking at right now. Is it the slightly darker shades of green? I really don't know where we're looking. It could be an inchworm. D George, like. can you see anything right now? Like, so George, like, when it comes to, like, the shades of the stuff, like, he can't always distinguish. So if you have, like, oh shade things, can you guys yeah. see the differences on there? Maybe that makes him better at it. Like, legitimately. <sighs> because I, like, I'm trying to distinguish in between them, and I don't see them. George, like, I want to know if you do. Because I feel like this is a time where George and I are together on this. Oh, no. Um, Serena says iguana. Where? Like, all I We're see just is just green. Things. We're just naming things. Let's go on to our next image, see if that's a little bit more... George says, I see the moon. Helpful? Dinosaur. 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 That, I think, I think he put blue from uh, Jurassic World. Yep, that's dinosaur. I think that's exactly what he put. Dinosaur for sure. Oh, uh, there's going to be Chris Pratt somewhere in the background. I'm positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, positive. no, it's a dinosaur for yeah, sure. For sure. Let's go. Let's see. Is it a dinosaur? Yep. <gasps> oh yeah. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Yep. Yep, for sure. Guys, we're gonna let you know you can guess stuff like dinosaurs. That does happen on this sure. segment. Sure, they're real. <laughs> sure. Do we have one more? Was that the last one? One more. All right, let's see our last and final animal. Did you just pick the animals what? that blended in with the backgrounds? <laughs> like that you're was just rude. brown with brown. <laughs> um, 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 it kind of looks like the Greek things with the columns coming down. What are what are the animals? Uh, are they rams that had the had the horns that go out and around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ram, that. sure. Or um, wildebeest. Um, I also like yeah. Greg. Back to the dinosaurs. That isn't real. <laughs> Thanks, Grace. And then Kelly says, wait, dog. <gasps> dog. And then Pearl says, warthog. I could maybe see a warthog. I thought um, oh. Kevin said hyena. I thought it was a hyena earlier. So maybe it is a hyena? I don't know. Okay, let's see our next image. Let's see. Maybe this will. No, that didn't. Oh, 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 no, it is a Elephant? hyena. It is a hyena, because they have the black legs, um, but then it, like, as they're, like, as it goes up, their body is lighter. I Do think. they also have tusks? Oh, no, 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 just kidding. I didn't see the tusk. <laughs> it's Maybe it's not a tusk. I don't know. 
It's Pumbaa. I guess centipede for the last one at first. <laughs> Kevin said lobster. Sure, lobster. Sure. Um, these are weird today. <gasps> I think it is a warthog. I think you were right. Marky wants to know if it's Pumpa from Pumpa. Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a bee in there, but whatever. What's hard to spell, okay? Pumba. Just switch the P to a B. <laughs> yep, yep. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. I love Pumpa was my Pumpa. favorite too. <laughs> okay, um, let's sure. see. Warthog. I'll let's go see. with I'll go with Prilla's answer for is sure. It, is it Pumpa? Okay. It Wait. is Pumpa. Prilla, good job. Look, he has such long such hair. Nice hair. He Look does have that. high heels on. She apparently is styling and profiling. Maybe Marky was being prophetic when she called it Pumpa, and that's the female Pumpa. version of Pumba. And this is like his wife. Man, do they really have a mane? Like it looks kind of like a if you if you close like if you cover up the head, it looks like a horse. It does. <laughs> also, I don't even trust that this is what a warthog looks like because dinosaur was the last answer. So it's got a wig on. I don't know. Positive. Deb says, Warthog! <laughs> Tony right. says, I missed the dog that was in the first picture. <laughs> there was no dog, Joni. None. Oh, man. We are going into the word. We're going to be talking about don't give up. It's going to be great. It's going to be powerful. Make sure that you share this video with your friends, family, text it out to them, share it on Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want to do. And we'll see you in just a few seconds. on with us today. If you haven't done so yet, take this link and send it to someone you know because today's word is going to be wonderful. Not because it's coming from us, but because God is so good and he honors his word. So send the link to someone you know and right now put in the comments who you are, where you're watching from so that way we can say hi to you. We want to know who's on, who we're talking to today. And if you don't comment, we don't always know who's on. So we want to know who's on today. And Serena gets to be Hello. here. Hello. Good to see everybody. I think my mom's actually watching today. Miss Randy. Hi, mom. Hi, Miss Randy. Um, I was going to say hi, but we just had two bots right in a row comment. And I was like, I, those aren't names. Um, Marky says, Marky, watching from the set. Hi, Marky. She's being very fancy in her fur coat today, like watching from the set. She's, <laughs> she's very fancy. Uh, Greg says, hello. Hi, Greg. Oh, my goodness. What a good day. Have you had a good day? It's been a good day. I'm excited for the word. It's going to be really good. <laughs> it is going to be really good. For those of you who are fasting, congratulations. You are pretty much completed with week number one mm -hmm. of your fast. You did it. 
a third of the way done. Way to go, guys. Fasting is one of those things where it's like, it's that physical challenge, mind over matter Mm -hmm. sort of a thing. But really, after you get past like day three, day four, it's really downhill from there and it yeah. gets it gets easier. So way to gut it out and get the first third of it done. Y'all have done phenomenal. Has the fast been good for you? Has it's, it been good for it's you? It's been really cool. Honestly, I've loved doing it with the body and being able to encourage each other and lift each other yeah. up and see what's working, see what God's speaking to different people. And it's just been really cool doing it in a corporate setting and you get to have that unity in a new level yeah. that you haven't had before. Yeah. So that's been really good. Uh, Deb says, yay, fasting, loving yay. it. My mom says hi. Oh, hi, Miss Randy. <laughs> Joni says, Joni is watching. Hi, Joni. Deb says, watching for five minutes between meetings. Love you, Day. Johnny's watching. Holly's watching. Um, Hannah, watching from the set ooh, next to Marky. Thank you, because I knew I jumped up one. I'm like, wait, who did I miss? Thank you. <laughs> Hannah's right in front of me. I can see her blanket. And then <laughs> people are saying hi back and forth. It's been great. The fast has been awesome. And it's only week one. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can ever ask or think. And really, it goes hand in hand with today's topic. Because today, we are going to be talking about not quitting, holding on to hope, holding on to the promises of God. And let's use fasting as the example. You don't have to put your hands up in the comments, but... I I would guess that pretty much everybody, their flesh at some point during the fast has been like, I would like to be done now. (laughs) Can 21 days be yesterday? (laughs) That's what my flesh has done so many times when I've been fasting or I've been doing different things that have just seemed to take a long time. It's, oh my gosh, can I please be done? (laughs) Like, I feel done. Don't quit. It's time to press in like never before and... We are here just to be an encouragement for you today. You are going to see the things of God manifest in your life. God has promises for his people. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great, great day. Uh, Joni says, side note, avoid the grocery store at all costs. Hashtag fasting 22. <laughs> Corey says, watching from snowy Hi, New Hampshire. Corey. Corey, I miss you and Brandy. I'm so excited y'all are coming to kickstart. Kelly says, amen. Um, Hannah says, I, this morning I had that moment. <laughs> My sister's birthday is tomorrow, and they will have red velvet cake. <laughs> uh, um, I was talking to Hannah actually earlier this week, and she was saying how she was reading Ted Shuttlesworth uh, Jr.'s book and how he was saying that there's never going to be a convenient time because yeah. there's always going to be something, some kind of temptation or free food, yeah. you know? But that's what makes it doing it together so cool because we get to encourage each other in that. You yeah. know? It's not just, oh, I'm just missing out on everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pastor Nicole sent out a message to the ladies here at yeah. the church today. And part of what she said, it, it goes hand in hand. She's like, you know, talking about fasting in particular. She's like, it's not uncommon for our flesh to want to eat on the weekend because it's when we relax. Remind yourself that you're not bound to food, which will do nothing for you. You are bound to the blessings of God. Yeah. And she put, don't let a burger steal your blessing. And Here's the thing, that can apply to fasting. It can apply to anything in the realm of faith. You are bound to the blessings of God. You're tied up with them. As a child of God, you are designed and called to 
had his blessings. That's part of who he is in your inheritance package. But often we'll settle for something else. It's not the time to settle and be like, well, I did something. I'm just going to stop now. No, don't quit. Don't drop faith. Don't drop hope. Don't yeah. drop co- Don't drop confidence. Don't drop love. It's time to press in like never before. Yeah. And God is able to make his goodness abound to you. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing about fasting is it's not like we're trying to get God to do something yeah. for us. He's already given us yes. everything. And so it's us taking the flesh, killing the flesh, getting that out of the way yeah. so that we can, our spirit can become more alive during yeah. this time. So we can receive from the Lord better in a way that we've never received before. Yeah. We can go to new levels that we've never gotten. Those promises that he had to us, we get those revelations quicker because there's not the flesh that's get, trying to get in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if if you've ever experienced this, just put a hand in the comments. Who has ever experienced a temptation to drop faith or to drop hope before? Not saying you've done it, but you've experienced that temptation. I, if I could put twenty hands and like all of all of the feet in, like so many times, <laughs> and immediately <laughs> hands, hands, hands. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> totally get it <laughs> because. That's, that's how the thief works. You know, the word tells us in John 10, 10, Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That's who Jesus is. But he says at the outset of it, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And earlier in the Gospels, he's talking about, you know, the parable of the sower, how the thief comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. Well, what is, what is the word? The word is a promise. Anything that you read in the word, any word that the Lord speaks to you, it's a promise. It's a guarantee of this is my word for you. This is what I'm going to do. This is who I am. This is what you can have. This is what you can be. This is what belongs to you. And the thief knows that. And so the word tells us he comes immediately to steal the seed of that word. It's super easy to go in, you know, using the fast as an example. So convenient <laughs> because everybody's feeling the feeling physically, the side effects of what that is, you know, feeling tired, hungry, you know, whatever. But and you start a fast off real strong. It's like, I can do this. Like Hannah and I were talking this morning. She went gung ho. Like she started off with celery juice. Like that's commitment to start with celery <laughs> juice. <laughs> like I that that's a love of God right there <laughs> to start with the celery and the beet juice. Cause it's like, yes, I that am I am so healthy. And then on day three, it's like, oh, here comes the beets. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's, uh, that's how the flesh works. Cause you can start so strong. And then a few days in, it's like, what was I thinking? What was I doing? How can I keep going? Mm-hmm. And she's doing phenomenal. So this is not Hannah. This has been what I've done is I'll start strong. And then like running, you can, mm-hmm. if you start off sprinting by mile two, it's like, what did I do? <laughs> like, I understand. <laughs> why am I going so fast? <laughs> And your body wants to quit, but hope in God never disappoints, never, ever, ever, ever. And so there may be a blocker in our mind that we have to just knock down, but keep going, Mm -hmm. keep going. Don't quit what God has told you to start. Yeah. Um, It made me, when you were 
think saying that, it made me think like about the motivation that a lot of people get at the, with the New Year's yeah. resolutions. You know, it's exciting. But anybody can get motivated. Yeah. Like anybody can have that inspiration. But not everybody will continue to commit, will continue to just not give up. Um, I, I saw a Kenneth Copeland quote. You might have actually posted mm -hmm. it, but and you might be able to say it better. But you can't lose if you don't quit. Yeah. God's already given us everything. And so the only thing that the enemy can do is to try to get us to quit. You know, that's the, he can try to get us to say the wrong words or to think the, the wrong things during these times yeah. when we're trying to hold on to the promises. We're the only ones who can sabotage ourselves. Yeah, you know, we can good. get inspired and then just lose that hope whenever it gets to that point. When usually it's like right before the breakthrough to something's gonna happen, yeah. and then the enemy will do. Pastor calls it a pile on. Like this is going wrong, and like I'm just really tired, and all of these things happen, yeah. and oh my goodness, and then we have a meltdown or something like that. And, I've had meltdowns. Like, I'm not saying if you've ever had a meltdown. It's an awful thing. But that's what he tries to do is to try to get us back into the flesh. But it's if you just keep going yeah. through that pile, pile on into the easy and light and rest yeah. in the Lord that it is easy and light. He has promised that in Matthew 11. And then just rest in him that he and trusting in him. Pastor was talking a lot about trust this week. Yeah. That I believe that God is trustworthy. I believe he has my best interests. Yeah. I believe that he's always leading me into triumph. And so resting in that and just never giving up. <laughs> I'm enjoying the comments. Holly says, I, en I enjoy beets. And Marky says, I apparently need to try beet juice. I have some at my house. I can bring I it to you next week. I got some. It tastes delicious, actually, because it has sure. a lot of other things. Sure. <laughs> if you like beets, you'll like beet juice. Um, Kelly says, Jerry Savelle said, Jesus told him, if my people would understand that I'm also the God of breakthrough, they would never yeah. quit. A Amen. My husband's actually been listening to that on repeat, like for months now, that the God of the breakthrough series that Jerry Savelle did. And one of the things that stood out to me, not just there, but with anything in faith, there comes that point where your flesh is tempted to stop. With, and you see that in the word, even with Abraham. It's one of those things that actually makes me encouraged about Abraham is Abraham faced moments where his flesh wanted to ease up on the promise of God. You know, God put this great big hope, great big dream in front of Abraham. And maybe that's you during this fast. You know, you've gone into it and the Lord's been speaking to you or he's been asking you to do, you know, things for him that seem big. And he started to give you vision and dreams and it's exciting. And then we start to think about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't, I don't know how I can do this. And then the, that temptation to drop hope and to settle for something less. Okay, I'll share that. Sure. <laughs> sure. I, so like the example that the Lord just brought up to me is how, and this is so stupid. I know this is stupid, but <laughs> like as a teenage girl, boy bands were a thing. And instead of like actually thinking, oh, this one is my favorite, I would pick the weirdest one of the band to be my favorite. Cause I was like, I'll have more of a likelihood of meeting this one. Like, and I know that sounds stupid. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> we can come back to me and Serena. But it's that's what I would do is I would I would settle. Anytime I think of settling, I think of that because I would compromise what I actually wanted or what I actually liked 
for what I thought that I could easily attain, what was easier for me to get to. And I did that for years. Like I, I can go through elementary school, what do you wanna be when you grew up? And literally in fourth grade, I remember having a project of write down what you would want to do. And at that point, I think it was, I wanna be a movie star. But even at eight years old, nine years old, I was like, I don't think I could ever do that. So I put down that I'd wanna be a director. Cause I was like, no one would probably wanna see me in front of a camera. I still would like to do stuff like that, but I'll be behind the camera. I settled on it. It was a dream, but I was like, I, I'll compromise the dream for what I think I can do. No, if God's telling you that you can do something, you can do the fullness of that yeah. thing. If he's placed a dream inside of you, the fullness of that dream can come to pass. Whatever he's spoken, he means it in full, not yeah. just in part. So if he's giving you a dream for, for a multi-million dollar business, that dream can yeah. come to pass. You don't have to be small. It may start small, but it's not going to stay small. So no matter what he's telling you, it can be done and you don't have to settle for something half-baked. Yeah. God doesn't do anything half-baked. He is a God of fullness and he's the God who fulfills the dreams he places in with you or yeah. in within you. Yeah. You know, when you were talking, it made me think also like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember as a kid, I would dream so big. I was sure that I was going to be the president of the United States of America. Like that Little was political my Serena dream. was so cute. Yes, I was on campaigns <laughs> when I was 13. <laughs> so cute. But that was my dream. And I believed that yeah. I would do that. But I remember the shift when I wanted to um, be more mature and grown up. And so I was like, okay, I need to have realistic expectations now. Mm -hmm. But the Lord calls us to have childlike faith. Yeah. You know, whenever we grow up, a lot of times we put on it was honestly doubt. We mm -hmm. doubt ourselves. We doubt God in our lives. And we put like, we think criticize. practically. We think practically. Yeah. That's not what God tells us to do. He tells us to act, believe him like a child, believe those desires yeah. that he's put in our heart like a child. Like we're, he's going to do it. Dream as big as you possibly <laughs> can. No, it's true. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Every, every single person has had in front of them a temptation to drop faith. Every single person. Buddy was really uh, sweet toward you. He said, Aww. I would vote for you, Serena. Thank you. That's cute. I want you guys to have campaign buttons now. Um, I wave. I have birthday plan ideas now. I need to stop them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hard shift. <laughs> but no, every person has faced the opportunity to drop faith and to settle. Everyone. But here's the thing, God is able. He's able. And in the midst of that, you know, it, it goes to 1 Corinthians 10. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. You know, in the middle of the fast, when your flesh is screaming and it's like, I want food. It's the cookie monster time where it's like, give me food now. And it's screaming. No temptation has overtaken you. Nothing has overtaken you. But such as is common to man, God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. He, see, God's never going to put in front of you 
He's never going to allow, he's not the God who causes you to doubt or to be tempted anyway, but he's not going to let the tempter, the thief, the one who comes to steal, kill, destroy, he's not going to allow him to put you in a situation that you don't have the power within him to overcome that thing. He's not even going to let you face a moment of doubt without already having within you the ability to crush doubt to the ground, just completely disintegrate it. So in those moments of, I can't, no, God says you can because he wouldn't allow you to be in the situation if you couldn't. He would never allow you to be in that situation. That's his word. His word says it. But even that word, our flesh will have opportunity to doubt that word. Mm-hmm. Well, God, did you really mean this for me? Because I no, he does. He means what he says. Yeah. God means what he says. He backs it up and he says, but with the temptation, we'll provide you the way of escape also so that you'll be able to endure it. So he hasn't just put you in a situation, he hasn't put you in the situation to begin with, but he hasn't even allowed the tempter to come near you without already having an escape route planned. Mentally, there's an escape route. It's called the word of God. Spiritually, you have authority over every bit of doubt. And physically, there's an escape plan ready for you to walk around that thing, walk over it, kick it down, whatever needs to be done. It doesn't have the right to overtake you because of God within you. You don't have to stop. You can walk through any roadblock. You can cause any mountain to be disintegrated because you have the power of God working on the inside of you yeah yeah it was funny as you were talking it made me think um <laughs> i was just reading serena in 28 thank you kevin appreciate it um <laughs> That's very fast yeah you're gonna do so I good <laughs> um <laughs> but it made me think about um something that pastor told me and it's so simple but when i was having trouble just overcoming like i just keep running into this wall of yeah. this like this insecurity and i was like i don't even know how i'm gonna overcome this and pastor's just like just stop. <laughs> Don't let it be an option, whatever that. Yeah. And he says that, and he said that so many times, just don't. Yeah. Just don't do it. Just don't worry. Just don't fear. Uh, but when he said that, the anointing was just on it, and it broke it. And the verse that he was sharing with me was 2 Corinthians 3, 6. I yeah. know you shared this with me also. Is, um, God has also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. So he's made us adequate and able is another um, version of this. God has made us adequate and able ministers of the new covenant. He's made this new covenant with us. He's he's kept his side of it and we're children of God. And so we, he's made us able to be able to overcome everything. And so we just don't worry. We just don't have to um, give into that temptation. You know, he's made it. I know I said it before, but it is that light and easy that we get to walk in, you know, even with fasting, uh, some of it can be like, kind of expecting it to be hard. Mm -hmm. And that's how I had approached a lot of other fasts. Um, and it's just been really cool, spe- this fast in particular, like yeah. speaking that life over it. This is such a joy. I'm growing in intimacy with the Lord through this. Miracles are happening every day in yeah. this fast. And it, that God can do light and easy in fasting too, which is so cool to think yeah. about that too. Well, and here's the thing. I know there's always like a flip side to anything, to when we're talking. So it's, there, there'll be the people that'll receive it just like a baby bird being like, yeah, I'm not going to quit. And then there are the people who have been like me who have quit, you know, and you're hearing this and it's like, I shouldn't have quit. I'm hearing this and I shouldn't have quit. 
Remember when I said, like, toward the beginning that Abraham gives me hope? <laughs> Abraham gives me so much hope because Abraham did miss it. Like, we, when we read about him in the New Testament, the Lord tells us, you know, that he did not waver in unbelief. Uh, yeah. And that's Romans 4, 20. Serena has been reading Romans 4. I'm sure the Lord's going to bring stuff out. But I read... I was rereading that. And every time I did, it says, Abraham did not waver in unbelief. And when I used to read this, I used to be like, false news. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not true. He for sure did. Because <laughs> you read about it, and Abraham hooked up with Hagar to have a child because his wife was full of doubt and then he allowed that doubt to become his so he pursued unity with Sarah by hooking up with someone else and had Ishmael like he for sure doubted <laughs> and it resulted in Ishmael so i get here and i read he did not waver in unbelief and used to that thought was the thought i had was well this is one of those like contradictory statements in the bible no, the reason God says this and the reason it gives me hope when I read it is because Abraham was quick to repent. Mm -hmm. He was quick to repent. It's not that Abraham didn't miss it. It's that when he missed it and when he saw it, he repented before the Lord his God. And what the Lord tell what is he what does the Lord tell us he does with sin? He wipes it as far as the east is from the west. Like he casts it that far. He wipes it from his memory. He blots it out. It's gone. It's erased. So God is actually speaking truth when he said he didn't waver because Abraham's mistake, he erased it. Yeah, he completely eliminated it from his account. That account is there to show us even if we miss it, God can redeem it and act as though it never, ever happened. Yeah. And that's why God says it. You know, it goes down in verse 21, it, uh, verse 20 through 21, talking about Abraham. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. Yeah. Pastor, when he's taught on that before, one of the ways he's phrased it has been he actively pursued faith. So down in verse 21, he actively pursued in faith that what God had promised. Not that he didn't miss it along the way, but he actively pursued it. He was quick to repent. He got back up when he got knocked down and he, he just kept going. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who have been like me and has lost, dropped faith and have lost hope at different points and has gotten knocked off course, you can get back up. And as soon as you repent, God casts that thing from his memory. He wipes it from the book of life. It's no longer a part of your record with him. It's gone. And you can keep going without that blemish on your account. He doesn't even see it. That's really good. I've never seen it that way before. <laughs> I was just receiving. Well, it's true. I, I, the first time I ever heard it was a few years ago in Impact when Pastor taught it. And I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> because I just always assumed you messed up. You messed up your life like you could have had a perfect life, but you, you tripped up back there. But no, God's so faithful. Mm -hmm. He's so, so faithful. Yeah. So let's say you started this fast and you did great on day one. 
you did great on day two, and day three, you really wanted some food, and you made it through day three, but day four, you're like shoveling cereal down in like <laughs> the cupboard of your house, because you're like, I must have food right now. Okay, just repent and be like, Lord, I wanted in that moment food more than I wanted you. I listened to my flesh. I, I, I repent for that. And you just turn and keep going. Yeah. Just keep going. He's not going to say, well, you, you made it 17 days, but really the first three were good. That one in the middle. No, he sees it as a win. He just wants an active pursuit of faith, not dropping it. And if we drop it, pick it back up. Yeah. You can pick it back up with the help of God. Yeah. And you know, at the beginning of that chapter of Romans chapter four, it talks about how Abraham wasn't justified by yeah. works. It wasn't his works that earned him that righteousness. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it can be easy to get into the ditch of trying to work in that salvation, but he just believed. Yeah. You know? And if it was his works that justified him, he did mess up. And we've all, we have dropped I'm not trying to speak it over, but people we've in dropped the past. in yeah. the past. Yeah. And so thank the Lord he doesn't count that towards it ha- the way he sees us or towards yeah. our righteousness. He's blotted that out. You know, it, the verse um, two, for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. And then uh, verse three, for what does the scripture say? Abraham yeah. believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works... His wage is not credited as a favor. So he can't receive that righteousness from God because he's trying to do it all on his own. Um, But as what is due. So it's like a payment. And pastor has talked about that in order, like we receive love from God. We can't um, do things in order to receive the love from God. We just have to receive it. And we can't read the word in order to receive our healing or whatever promise. We can't read the word enough. Jesus already paid the highest price price that could ever be paid in order for us to earn everything that we have now. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry for my aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's true that like you don't have, we don't have to pay a thing mm-hmm. and that's what our flesh wants to do. We want a lot of times our flesh wants to pay or to earn it and we'll feel like we're unworthy. But I think a key in what Serena just read was faith, Abraham's faith, was credited to him as righteousness. And that righteousness is right standing with God. Righteousness is the scepter of the kingdom. And what does the scepter of the kingdom do? It's it's what wields authority. Where the scepter is pointed, that's where authority is going. If a king would point a scepter somewhere, that's where they would go. It's, It's authority. So that faith in God gave Abraham right standing. It gave him authority. It gave him power. And all he did was believe. You know, we so many times we've made it so much more complicated. And this goes hand in hand with what pastor's been ministering this week is just trusting God. Trusting in the Lord is what maintains that faith. You know, hope is that joyful, confident expectation. Faith is that belief that like it's, it's that it's happening right now. Yeah. And the, the counterfeit of that, the opposite of that faith is often fear and right. doubt. They go hand in hand. Yeah. 
That's what the tempter would do. That's what stupid Satan tried to do. Anytime he came, he has no power. All he has is deception that comes in the form of doubt. Yeah. So what did he do to Eve in the garden? He made her doubt. What did he try to do to Jesus when he met him in the wilderness? He tried to make him doubt. Are you sure that this is what God said? Are you sure that you understood his word? That's what he'll do to us. Like if he gives us an instruction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you sure that's what God said? Like in the mo- and not like when we're on high, like not when we're like feeling super like hulkish or whatever. No, he, he, you read in Matthew four, he was a jerk face and waited until Jesus, like he had to wait till this point because Jesus would have just blown him out of the water. But he waited till Jesus was 40 days and 40 nights into his fast, waited until he got hungry, and then he came to try and trick him at that point. So he's not going to come when you feel ready for him. That's not when the thief comes. He comes when we seem like we'll fall for a deception, when the flesh is screaming the loudest, when things physically feel the hardest, when it seems like it's not going to work out. That's when he comes and he's like, are you sure? that you heard God to do this 21-day fast? You sure that's not just three? Are you sure that God told you to move across the country and not just like visit across the country for a couple weeks? Are you sure that God told you to do this great big thing or did you just mishear it? He comes to make you doubt and that doubt will lead to fear because what happens if doubt comes in? It's, oh no, well, did I miss it? And then all of a sudden we're out of trust we're out of rest and we've moved into fear and fear is no helper of the children of God. Fear is never a helper. Fear is demonic. It's this awful agent that tries to steal, kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. You know, pastor says often learn to recognize the emotion of fear and praise God. We don't have to live by that, but that's, that's the counterfeit of faith is that doubt and that fear. And it's a thief that tries to come. But when it comes, our job is to recognize it and deal with it appropriately. And how do you deal with it? You do what Jesus did in Matthew 4. You speak the word to it. It is written. God has spoken. God says this. It is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. And we combat any doubt with the word. Yeah. It's not that you don't experience the feeling of fear or the feeling of doubt. It's not that that doesn't try to come. But when it's there, you go back to to Romans 4. You actively pursue faith. And in the face of fear and doubt, you put on the word and say, no, I'm enforcing the faith that I have. I'm going to actively pursue it even though I don't feel feel like I am qualified to even pursue it right now. I'm going to go through and I'm going to speak the word and it has to manifest. Yeah. Yeah. And you see that um, in Nehemiah, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't remember the names of the two. I'm going to call them the bad guys in the story, (laughs) Um, but they were trying to uh, discourage them and basically just great at their hope and put them in fear, get them in fear. But Nehemiah, he had the word of the Lord. Buddy yep. was sharing this with me earlier this week too, what he, the Lord was showing him. He had the word of the Lord yeah. build, the te- build the city. And so he, he stood on that word, but that's what the enemy tries to do. Just yep. great at that hope, little by little by little. He's not going to try to steal everything all at once. Yeah. But he's just going to grade at it. Get Put that little fear in there. You know? yeah. Even um, 
I was reading King Hezekiah, you know, when Ooh, the Assyrians. The yeah. Fancy one. Uh, when the Assyrians <laughs> were coming to attack him, and yeah. they spoke in the language that everybody could understand on the wall, everybody yep. who's listening and saying, you know, your king, King Hezekiah, he's going to say that your Lord is going to deliver you. Uh, don't listen to him. He's lying. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Getting them into fear and basically insulting them, saying yeah. all kinds of nasty things about them and that this is what he's going to say, which is what he did say, that God's going to deliver us, and trying to grade at that hope and trying yeah. to bring that deception. Even if he says this, that's not what he means. That's not what God's going to do yeah. for you. But King Hezekiah, he did the right thing. He sought the man of God in his life, Isaiah, and he brought the letter from the Assyrian king yeah. before the Lord. And he said, God, this is yours, and I trust you. I trust you with this. Well, yeah. and what, <laughs> what I've seen in, in different times here in the ministry, I've been here over eight years at this point, and I've seen different people come in, and I've seen different people leave and oftentimes people haven't left because the Lord has led them to. It's been, you know, that deception or that fear of, you know, the deception of I can't do this or fear of I'm going to miss out if I don't have this instead. Whatever the deception's been, what, what stood out to me, what, there are multiple things, but what stood out to me today as I was thinking about it and as you were talking is, you know, God's goodness is still going to come. In that story right mm -hmm. there, the messenger still came with the word of the Lord of God's going to deliver you. So even though the doubt, the fear came, the goodness of God is still on the way. You know, it, it reminds me of, it, I was telling Serena earlier in Matthew, I was reading this morning about when Jesus was being born, when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant and he was going to send her away, the angel came and he said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. See, that fear of what man would think, that doubt of if I stay engaged to her, it's going to publicly disgrace her. It's going to publicly disgrace me. That fear, that doubt was going to cause him to send away a promise of God. He was literally, he was, he was going to remove her. She was already pregnant with Jesus. The blessing was already on the way. The good thing that God had planned, not just for the world, but for Joseph, was already within her. Yeah. But that doubt and that fear had initially caused him to come up with a plan to send the blessing of God away. Well, this is going to be too hard to deal with. It's going to be too mm -hmm. complicated to explain to family members how, no, we've never, we've never been together, but she's pregnant somehow, but she's still a virgin. Like, she is still holy like that it seemed too complicated too hard that's a deception mm. and had he not in faith believed what the angel said he likely still would have sent mary away mm. the blessing was still coming jesus was still coming but joseph would have missed out mm. All of the people who have, you know, come in and out of this ministry at this point, like during my time of being here, the blessing's still coming to Boomerang. You know, the blessing's still going to be here. It's not stopped based on their decision. God's still capable of being God. But why our decision matters is it determines whether or not we're going to be in the receiving line yeah. to get the blessing That's of God. If we step out in fear and in doubt, it's not that God won't still be God. It's I'm going to miss out if I step yeah. over here. I'm going to miss out on all the fullness of who God is. And so that's why in those moments when we realize, 
I've had the temptation to fear. I've had the temptation to doubt. I need to get right back in line. And that's why repentance is so huge. Quickly repent. Lord, I am sorry for doubting you. It's what I shared on the broadcast yesterday, how I've had that doubt come in, try and come in this week. And Tuesday, I recognized it on the broadcast. And as soon as I did, I quickly repented. I'm like, I didn't even see I was doing this. Mm -hmm. I thought that I was still being with, I thought I was still abiding with you and trusting you. And I wasn't. I'm so sorry, Lord. And as soon as I did, the blessing of healing flowed mm-hmm. and it was completely fine, mm-hmm. completely restored. And I was good to go. It wasn't an issue. But had I just maintained, no, I am trusting him. I am doing mm-hmm. what I need to do. It would, I would probably wouldn't be on the word today with Serena. And I'd probably be like in still in pain and waddling around like a hurt penguin somewhere. Like it probably would not be fun, <laughs> but truly God is able to quickly restore quickly redeem, but we've got to make sure we line up with them. Otherwise it's not everyone else who's going to miss out. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. Like Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. They saw the blessing of God. Everyone else doubted. Everyone else was in fear and everyone else missed out on the promised land, but they didn't. Yeah. And if we don't believe that God is always good, then that doubt will continually try to be there. And that's what living out the Christian faith is, is continual revelation of God's goodness and his love. But the enemy tries to get us to question really God's love for us. Yeah. Will he, will he do this for me? Will he heal me? You know? And, um, it's just, I I was reading in, um, first John four, you know, we love because he first loved us. We can't do anything outside of his love for us. And so it's just a matter of receiving his love in that, that God is always good and he's always, his promise is, he's always capable of fulfilling his promise. He's wanting to get his goodness to us more than we're wanting his goodness. He's wanting, he's looking for every spiritual loophole to get his blessing to us. And so a lot of times it's just like a little tweak, a little repentance, and that's all it takes. You know, God's just He's just so good. (laughs) He just, he wants to get his goodness to us. And we really, whenever we're doubting, and I've I've seen this in myself too, it's just questioning, is God's plan really good for me? When he's telling me to do something or wanting me to do a 21-day fast, it's for my benefit. Buddy has said this a lot in youth, is whenever God gives an instruction, it's always for our benefit. Yeah. It's always for our benefit. I was reading Serena. She's like, the answer is yes. Yes, he does love you. Hashtag spoiler alert. <laughs> Thanks, also, Joni. I called her Serena, That's didn't okay. I? Yeah, you did. I meant Joni. Joni. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Very different humans. But what, what, as you were just talking, what came to me, and I've, I've shared this pretty openly, uh, George and I are going to have our daughter in like two months, basically. She'll, she'll be here, and it's going to be awesome. And when I found out I was pregnant, fear tried to come and I felt like a piece of poo because I was like, why am I experiencing fear? Why am I experiencing doubt? I know God loves me. I've watched him work things out. And it was like this immediate condemnation of, well, I'm, I'm trying to be in faith. Like I believe God's good. Why am I even experiencing this? And what Pastor Nicole shared with me is when you're taking new territory, you have to till new ground. Mm. Like 
not every time when you move into a new place is the ground already prepared. There's some tilling that needs to be done. For any person who's ever gardened before, tilling the ground means you've got to get the rocks up out of there. You've got to make sure that the soil is good for seed. You've got to go back and so you weed out the rocks, you weed out the weeds, you take like an actual tiller and you mow that ground up and down and up and down so that way the weeds don't come back. Yeah. Like it's it's not a toil, but it is a process that you walk out with faith. And mm -hmm. it's the same thing in this realm. So if you're experienced, if you're in a brand new situation, you have new ground to till. And it doesn't mean that you're the worst Christian ever. It does not mean that you don't have faith. It means your faith is developing and you're actively pursuing the Lord in faith. You're growing it. So you're having to learn how to use new muscles. Yeah. You're having to learn what works in this new area. Different soil requires different things. Not every seed works in the same soil if you're talking natural like planting. So what used to work over here, maybe I've got to do something different in this arena, but I'm not going to know that till I'm in it. Mm -hmm. And I can apply the word of God. I can apply faith now to help me when I get there. But until I'm in it, every it's theory. And, and that's it provided me so much hope of I'm not awful. This is brand new. I've never faced this before, but... I know that with God, I am going through. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 2.14, God, thanks be to God, who always leads us to triumph in Christ. Yeah. So even if it feels like maybe in this moment you're using spiritual muscles you've never, ever used before, and it, and it feels different, and it's like, am I even doing this right? This feels like it maybe it hurts. No, keep going because he's going to keep showing you how that's how you break out of those faith cycles that we're in of I'm going to do good 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 and I am just going to keep going <laughs> actually it's too hard and no I need to do good I need to do good I need to no it's too hard and I'm going to keep no we go through by just choosing to keep going no I'm not going to stop no matter what I'm not going to quit yeah. no matter what I can't tell you how many times during this pregnancy I have, like, I've had to have pastors pray for me, have to have, however that phrasing should be. They've needed to speak into me. They've needed to lay hands on me. They've needed to encourage me. George has needed to lay hands on me and encourage me and remind me of the word. I've needed to dig into the word differently and pray differently. But it's because we're taking new ground. And so are you. Yeah. So are you. So even if it's a different muscle you've never used before, that means that you're developing. Yeah. You're moving from shrimpy, tiny Peter Parker into the Hulk. Like you are developing some muscle on you. Yeah. And you're going to see things accomplished in your life. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So don't quit. Don't quit. Like, I know that there's been stuff here in Boomerang. There's been stuff that different people have faced and you know, Serena had something come up to her earlier this week in prayer, if you want to share it. Yeah, yeah. What I saw, um, what I believe the Lord was saying was um, so many mountains or perceived mountains that people have seen in their lives, like how can I ever overcome this, that it's going to be molehills. Yeah. Like from God's perspective, it's a molehill. You can't even see it. And how God is bringing that breakthrough, especially during this fast, I believe. Yeah. You know, the 
you know, what we perceive as a mountain, it's nothing to God. And we're just going right through it. Yeah. Yeah. So things, expect things that looked hard, they're not going to be hard when you get there. What yeah. Serena was saying earlier, that's something the Lord had us pray out Sunday morning is that things that used to harass us, we would harass them. Yeah. Like things that used to torment and be an irritant or be a discouragement. No, they're not going to discourage you. Yeah. You're going to put them on the run. Like you're going to be able to speak to those things and stand with such authority. Why? Because you're developing. Yeah. You're developing your faith right now. And that was another thing actually that I had seen in, um, with that I believe the Lord showed me during that same time about the mountains was people laughing at mm-hmm. it, laughing at whatever had harassed them, even yep. for their whole life, that we can laugh at them. Yeah. yeah. How stupid. Yeah. How stupid do, do those attacks think that you are? Like, you're not dumb. You are so wise. Yeah. You're so wise. How foolish, how <laughs> ignorant of the enemy to try and convince us otherwise. Yeah. How ignorant is he to think that his plans will work against the wisdom of yeah. God? How ignorant is he to think that he can tempt you and trip you up? How ignorant. Yeah. You are a child of God, filled with glory, filled with power, filled with anointing. You didn't miss it. You Even if you dropped a ball right now, that slate can get wiped yeah. clean today, and it's going to be credited to you as righteousness. Yeah. The same way it was, Abraham. You're going to accomplish what he's called you to do. You are on the right track as soon as you take Jesus by the hand. So as as we keep going forward, you're going to see victory. It's not just going to be God has plans for it and it never happens. No, you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen and manifest in your life. You will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You will taste and see that the Lord is good. You will know that his goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. That no evil thing has overtaken you. You are going through and you're coming out the other side and you are going to see the goodness of God today, not tomorrow. Today, it's going to manifest in you right now that's faith rising up on the inside of you that you're feeling that's the anointing of God you are going through and it's gonna be good you're gonna see good things today you're gonna see good things tomorrow good things next month good things through the year it's not gonna stop because there's no shortage of God's supply just take him by the hand and if you miss him reach your hand back up and grab him again you are going through today. So right now for every person watching, whether you've missed it today or not, let's just freshly, all of us commit back to him today. So just with me say, Lord, today I trust you. I take you by the hand. Lord, if I've missed it, I repent. If I have doubted, I repent. (laughs) If I've missed anything, Lord, I ask you to show me how to walk higher than I have been. Lord, I need you. I need your help. I need your anointing. I need you today. So I put my faith in you. You are leading me to triumph. 
and just declare this with faith. It is working. It is working. My faith works. My faith because works. Because it's based on you. Because it's based on you. I am going through today. I am going through today. It is no longer hard and heavy. It is no longer hard and heavy. It is easy and light. It is easy and light. Because I'm taking you by the hand. Because I'm taking you by the hand. And you're leading me to triumph. And you're leading me to triumph. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, Amen. over every person who prayed that, I ask for easy and light to come. Let the peace of God rain down on every person watching this broadcast now in the name of Jesus. Let your peace be. Any harassment, any thoughts of discouragement be gone now. Lord, I thank you that your peace floods in like a waterfall. Lord, not just a trickle. Let, let it be like Niagara Falls flowing down with a crushing power, crushing to the enemy, invigorating to the people. Lord, let your grace and your mercy, let it just be in our lives today. You are leading us to triumph. We refuse to move our eyes off of you. We thank you, Lord. You are our helper. Mm -hmm. You are the God who breathes life back into things that feel tired and dead. Lord, let a fresh breath from God flood each person watching the broadcast yeah. now. Let your breath breathe life where there has been any bit of lack or death. Life be in Jesus' name. Life be. In every home, every family that's represented on this broadcast, let your grace and your peace be multiplied to them. And I thank you that we will not quit. We will only go up yeah. from here. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And if you would like to sow, we do give an opportunity every day for uh, anybody to sow. Not because we need it. We sow this into you guys for free. Mm -hmm. But we do want to give the opportunity for your blessing to be able to sow into an alive word so that you're able to be blessed. And so if you do want to sow, we do have lots of ways to give. Yeah. Uh, give www.org. We have um, Cash App, Venmo. <laughs> I'm trying to figure them all out. Um, we have PayPal, text to give, or you can give on crypto um, with cryptocurrency. You were so you fancy like right there. You can give on crypto. On crypto. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, we do sow this into you guys yeah. for free. It's not to bless us. It's so that you guys can sow and be so God can bless you abundantly. So you do have that option. And so we're going to pray over that seed because there is no seed that God does not see. And he wants to bless it and give it back to you even more than you've given. So much more than yeah. what you've sown into him. So we're going to pray over that. Amen. I'm going to pray over that. <laughs> <laughs> Father, I thank you for every person who is sowing today. Lord, thank I you, thank Lord. you that you love a generous giver. So I yeah. thank you for all the generous givers out there, Lord, that you don't want us to give under compulsion, but we give generously and we give cheerfully. So, Lord, thank you for every person who is sowing, Lord. And I pray that for a quick harvest for them, Lord, a quick harvest of this word in their lives and a quick harvest financially yeah. in their lives, yeah. Father. I thank you that it is pressed down, shaken together, and running over into their laps. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that blessing 
on their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, we love y'all. Thank you for being on with us today. We are believing with you and for you for this to be your best year yet. Mm -hmm. And for this fast, if you are if you are a part of the fast that's happening, for it to be easy, light, and supernaturally blessed yeah. and graced of God. We love you. Thanks for hanging with us this Friday. We're going to be back next Monday at 1130. So make sure if you don't plan on being here, plan to be here anyway. Um, <laughs> or, you know, set, set your reminders to go back and watch it. But tell a friend, tell someone you know. We are believing yeah. that this year we will have a 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And here's, here's a why. Because people may hear that and be like, well, aren't they, like, excited that they want more people? No, it has nothing to do with people. The word says that in a multitude is the king's glory. In the assembly of the people, in a multitude of people, God is glorified. And why do we want it on this channel? Because we preach the word of God. We know the anointing. We want his people blessed. Mm -hmm. We want God's children to receive all that he has for them. So tell a friend of yours. We have people who will just grab their friend's phones and be like, you're subscribed now. Watch. Do whatever you need to do to let your friends know there is an on-time word that God has for you. He has a plan for you to be blessed, and it's fun. So tell someone you know. Help us get to 1,000 subscribers this year. We love you. If you are finished with this video, click through. Watch the next one that comes up. We've got hundreds of them. So watch whichever one tickles your fancy. We thank you for being here, and we are going to be back next week. Hey, we, I, I wanted to tell you, I'm <laughs> sorry, I was making a joke right before I went live about my fur coat. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, it's very soft. Um, I wanted to let you know that <laughs> February 7th through the 11th, <laughs> February 7th through the, there we go, there's the graphic there. February 7th through the 11th, we are having powerful services. If you're not familiar with Brother Tracy, he's a very anointed man of God with, with signs and wonders following his ministry. The power of God. The, it, people get set free in his services. People get blessed abundantly in his services. People get words from the Lord. It's a wonderful time of just being in the Lord's presence and seeing miracles. So if you like miracles, if you like to receive from God, this is the place to be. This is the week for you. So February 7th through the 11th, and it's right after our fast, which is going to be uh, awesome to wait to end it. Um, so yeah, be here. Be here for that. If you can, fly, drive, be here for that. And um, <laughs> um, I hope that you enjoyed getting to know me a little bit better during this outro. I'm getting to... <laughs> what is my face right now? I was like, nah. I'm avoiding eye contact with the camera. <laughs> but anyway, come see me February 7th. And if it's cold, come see my fur coat. Okay, bye. <laughs>